This is the Copper Crab Podcast. <laughs> oh, shit. We're back. Oh, I thought we were going to do a clean show. Oh, no. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we were going to come back with a clean version, but I just uh, dropped the ball right away. I'm sorry, Grandma. Uh, okay. I'm trying to remember how to do this. Yeah. It sounds like I'm blowing up the mixing board. I have to be honest. I felt like I would have a lot... Uh, like, I've been feeling kind of anxious about doing a first episode back. Yeah. But now it feels good. I'm, a little, I'm a little nervous. <laughs> yeah. I'm a little I nervous. <laughs> After hearing the song and everything, it's like, it's like hearing... Um, do you remember back in the day when every band had like a crazy breakdown intro? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you had it, it, no. It started with like an open chord and the cymbals. Yeah, yeah. You were like, oh man, it's about to go down. I'm feeling like uh, like one might feel when their intro <laughs> music came on in 2007. Well, uh, we brought it back. <clears throat> Popular demand. <laughs> I feel like we both always kind of knew that we would bring it back. Yeah. But uh, it's just been getting around to doing it. Yeah, totally. So uh, I guess it's pretty obvious that we took quite a long break. Did we not? How long? Like, I don't even know. How long, five months or something? Four or five months, I would say. I don't know the exact numbers. So was the break like as long as we did the podcast? That was as long as the break? It could. It, it no, I think we did it a little longer. I think we did it a little longer. Yeah, because we're coming up on a year. I looked okay. yesterday, and so uh, in a month would have been a year. So I think we did it for just over half a year. Let's just keep doing that, and then you can <coughs> shortcut a bunch of years. You know, going deep, 10 years. Just do one month a year. Yeah. Well, or we could just, like, every so often drop off, like we just did, out of nowhere. Just drop off. You and, don't know uh, where we're going. Yeah, you guys don't ever know when we're going to drop off, but it'll happen again, I'm sure. You think so? We're going to get we're going to stay back on a schedule. I want to stay back on a schedule for at least a while. I would like to to keep doing the podcast again, but I guess we should at least talk about why we stopped doing it because yeah. that was a little weird. I guess so. It was pretty <laughs> weird, wasn't it? It was kind of weird. It was really abrupt. I think we decided in one night that we were going to stop doing it. I don't know if it was really like, "Oh, we're done doing the podcast," or if it was just sort of like, "Let's just not do it this week." And then that was it after that, right? Yeah. Kind of a thing. It just kind of kept going. I mean, we we did do an episode with Zach Oren right yeah. before. Which we have in the bank. Which we have in the bank. I'm sure we'll post yeah. uh, in a few episodes. But we did that. And then there was just some, uh, honestly, so the whole quarantine thing happened, right? Right. W- right when we were doing our last couple of episodes, we were at the beginning of the quarantine. Yep. Um, we had just put out a new song. We started putting out two episodes a week. Mm. Went too hard. We went a little too hard. <laughs> and honestly, every single person like turned to the internet the right. minute that yeah. the quarantine right. uh, began. So it's like, I think that for me personally, I'm sure you could probably relate to this. I felt a little, I didn't really want to add to the static. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. I mean, it was like. <laughs> It's just so many people online with everything that's going on. You know, I don't even need to name everything that's going on. Everybody knows. It's a ton of stuff. Yeah. So many people are, you know, 
yelling at each other on the internet, like, look at me, listen to me, this, that, and the other thing. Whereas I think Chaney and I were just kind of like, you know what, let's just, I don't know, step back for a second. And that's sort of how I felt. You know, I wanted to just, sounds corny, but I kind of wanted to just like listen for a while and not be like, hey, look at me, listen to me talk, you know. And I, and I guess I've always had some reservation about um, doing the podcast. I, I mean, I, I said this in the first episode, you know, I said I've, my, part of my reservation for doing it is that I, you know, I don't want to come off like I know everything and you should listen to me like I'm this smart guy or whatever. But on the flip side, I did say that I wanted to do it because I wanted to help people. And what was sort of surprising to me is that a lot of people said that it was helping them, right? Yeah. In one way or another. And it's, I guess, because I, I don't view myself that way you know mm-hmm. i don't same it's not like at I'm, all we're just two people who like to gab yeah <laughs> we, <laughs> we love talking yeah so i wasn't thinking like oh yeah i'm out here like helping people and stuff but i think because you and i are always honest mm-hmm. that that resonates with people you know so uh, I mean, one of the things that I want to do in life is help people one one way or another. I think if if I really sit down and think like, okay, what do I want to do in life? That's what I want to do one way or another. So with everybody saying that it helped them and messaging and whatnot. And and, uh, and sending us stuff. Like, sending us stuff. We got this in the mail. Uh, now, I think it was two weeks after we decided to stop doing the podcast. Yeah. And I, no joke, I shed a tear. <laughs> because I was like, I can't believe that people care enough about Naveen and I sitting down once a week and talking shit to each other oh, no. like we always do. Right. I, I can't believe that people care enough about that, that they want to like take things that we say literally right. and like make them into a slogan to put on a fucking shirt. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. It right. reminded me of that scene in Forrest Gump. Uh, or do you remember when the G- Forrest Gumpy's running across the country and he comes across a guy who wants to make t-shirts Yeah, and, yeah. and Forrest Gump like washes his face with the shirt and puts shit happens on the shirt. I was yeah. like, it, it just, I, I felt like, and just all of the messages that we've been getting. It's crazy, man. It's I don't crazy. think either of us ever realized that <clears throat> anyone really cared about the podcast um, or this stuff. And it really, really means a lot to me. Totally. Me too. And I mean, I guess it's somewhat, I mean, not, not for us to sound like whiny or anything, but you know, you have to admit that every single person now has a podcast, right? Yeah. I mean, not that we're like innovators or anything, obviously, but it seems like, I don't know, so many people are trying to get people's attention. Yeah. And that's just, it's not something that I really want to come off as. Like, I don't want to come off like, look at me. Look, I'm, I'm over here. I need your attention. You know, like, I'm fine not getting attention. Like, that's okay with me. Yeah, I agree. And it's like, it's even to a point that I don't really like posting stuff on the inner. It makes me feel weird. And it especially made me feel weird to, like, once a week post on the internet Look at our podcast. Look <laughs> I at know. this. I know. I, it really makes me feel weird yeah. to do that stuff. So 
to contribute and to continue contributing to that static just didn't feel good to me at all. However, six months later, I'm kind of like, I, I, one thing that I can like step back from our podcast and say that I did enjoy about it is that we're fairly raw. We don't edit any yeah. of this shit. No. We we shoot on our iPhones and we release video. And that's something that I don't often see uh, happening. Yeah, everything is so polished these days, like to the T. Everything is just, it's so perfect. And you hear that so much. It's like, it's almost corny at this point, right? Uh, yeah. Everyone says... Oh yeah, Instagram, it's not real. It's all perfect and polished and everything. No, but, but it's really true. It's like I, know. But I see people and every single thing that they post on Instagram is a polished picture from a photographer that they had come out and take pictures of them and that's the yeah. only thing. And it's like void of uh personality and um yeah. anything aside from the fake shit. The I stuff know. that people are trying to actively look away from. And I don't think, not that I think that is wrong. I have friends who do this. It it doesn't like. I mean, we've done it. We've done yeah, it. Uh, but I do think that there is a sense of like polishing out the the shitty stuff that that actually happens to every person. Yeah. And just in like metal, that is not why I personally started getting into this shit. Yeah, it's like I love the rawness. I love the the stuff that doesn't look like 100% perfect life. I know. Um and and that's what I felt that we did port that we do put that stuff forward. We don't yeah. go through these podcasts and edit out anything. No. You guys obviously. get what we say. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> and you know, maybe not this surprising. sounds like a humble bra- I, I'm not trying to like brag or say that well, we're trying to talk about why we think maybe we should keep doing it. Yeah. Right? So yeah. <laughs> it's hard to talk about being down to earth because when you're talking about being down to earth, you're like, I'm an you're asshole. You're automatically not down to earth anymore. But maybe yeah, that's, I mean, that's a part of being down to earth. I mean, that's I why I, I mean, I had a really hard time even like in my, back in my day, you know, we, I grew up going to hardcore shows and really small, small shows and mm-hmm. it, it was spoken about out loud like yeah you know we're playing on the floor you know there's no fucking fancy light shows or any of that bullshit yeah Yeah. no rock stars you know this was like the theme right the the fucking theme you had people selling books at shows you know you guys remember those books um i i wasn't around for the book distro dude book distro distro. (laughs) book distro but i was around for the cd vinyl distro there were i mean hardcore was like Hardcore is still alive right now, but there was like that kind of scene was still thriving. I mean, when I think about it, it's so weird. It's got it's just the weirdest thing I can think of. Yeah, just that whole thing. But well, that's what. And I had a hard time just adjusting <laughs> to like, even because animosity. We started hardcore, I guess, but we were always really into wait, metal. Wait, you began hardcore, or we you started, started as a as hardcore, a band? more hardcore-ish band? <laughs> yeah, for sure. And then, um. You know, we really got into death metal and stuff. And and then... And, and I always had kind of like a weird feeling, uh, we all did, about like, we we love metal, don't get me wrong, but going from like a hardcore vibe into the metal scene where there's not really that known, hey, everybody's the same. Brotherhood. Yeah. The brother I mean? and sisterhood. Yeah. 
I mean, I think it comes from like straight edge hardcore mostly. You know, it's know. like, well, the bands that I knew that were like preaching yeah, brotherhood I'm not, I'm not and about, like, togetherness yeah. and shit. It seemed like it came from the straight edge. I mean. I don't fucking yeah, know. Just, I'm not a hardcore historian. It was all different. I don't know. It was just so weird. Like when I think back on it, it was like you had literally every type of person that you could imagine. And yeah. they all went to shows and you did have straight edge, not straight edge, vegan, people drinking 40s, Hare Krishnas. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it was like, it was just bizarre. And that's what I'm used to. Yeah. <laughs> so. And it was raw as fuck. Raw as fuck. It and wasn't like, like, it wasn't cool to get like sick professional photos that's that's or like pose like a model you know what i mean i know it wasn't fucking cool so i guess that's sort of to my detriment you know that's why i'm not like a good business guy i'm not trying to like what is it uh capitalize on everything that that i'm into yeah that's kind of the that vibe that you get by looking at Instagram and Facebook and stuff. And like, for me, it's really discouraging. I'm not going to lie. I'm like, I'm so tired of the look at me, buy my shit. You know, of course we have to do it to an extent, but I guess when you just see it like one after the other all day, it's just like, fuck man. I want to just see, talk to me like you're my friend. Yeah. You know, like, would you, I, I try to at least put forth things on the internet that I would maybe send to a friend in a private message. Yeah. You know? I found Instead of being like, I don't know, this persona or whatever. Exactly. Bingo. Persona. I found myself <laughs> the other day um, becoming nostalgic over the days of food pictures on Instagram. Yeah, there's no food pictures. There's anymore. no food yeah. picture. And if it is a food <laughs> picture, it's taken with your uh Sony your Canon Mark II. No, it's like uh what are they called? Like food influencers or yeah. something like that. It's I a mean, food influencer posting it. God. I mean, just that term influencer, right? It's like your your sole existence is to get people to buy to influence people to buy stuff. Every time I hear I've heard people I mean, come on, call dude. themselves influencers and uh, chills. I it's get chills, chills down my spine when someone it's calls themselves chills. an influencer. Like, yeah, I'm trying to, <laughs> when I put my art forward, what I want to do is influence someone to want to buy something <laughs> Yeah. so that they can be as happy as I'm pretending to be. This whole, I mean, that's cold just yeah. in its nature. Yeah. But nobody, uh, they don't stop to think about it, right? And right. then everybody wonders why they're not content. Well, this is the thing about the music business. Up until this year, you go on tour, you tour, you make, mer- you sell merch, and that's how your team makes a lot of their money. This year, touring does not exist. Right. Touring is fucking gone. We don't, honestly, even though we're seeing people book dates and whatever, we don't have any idea when touring is going to come back. And Except for if it's at our house. Except for if it's at our house. Might do a house show. Might do a house show. <laughs> A socially distanced house show, but <laughs> it's a there are a bunch of people who are really scrambling to make money right yeah. now. And and that's the thing, you know. I'm, I I think I'm being sort of harsh on people because not everybody is like us, where they have some sort of gig and they don't. A lot of people depend on 
music. They, they've invested themselves that long into music, and they, they have to do that absolutely you know, to get by. So, mm-hmm. so I get that at the same time, but that's that's a proof of why I never wanted to be hundred percent just relying on music. Yeah, right? it takes the fun out of it for me. Yeah. It does that's, for me too. I mean, I will say like real. anytime that I'm doing music for uh, fully paid purposes, I I totally mm-hmm. regret doing it 100%. I don't Not when it's done though. When it's done, you feel When it's done, good. it's fine, but yeah. but mm-hmm. doing uh, performing your art for money is uh for me like the worst one of the worst I know. jobs I've had. I know. I know. And people, yeah, I, I think it's, it kills it for sure. Mm-hmm. But, and we say this all the time and it's something that I've been uh, thinking about a lot more lately, obviously, is you should just do it. And it's the same, you should do it with the same effort, whether or not you're getting paid or, you know, if you're getting nothing, you're getting paid, you're being praised, not being praised. Yeah. Do, do the thing. Just do, do it. just do it, and don't do it with this idea that you're going to uh, take off and be rich and no. be a business person, and you know have a, a a sick car and sick house and all of these things. There's because nothing wrong with getting the sick house abs- and the sick car. Absolutely that, not. There is nothing wrong with it. But I'm what I'm saying is that I feel like if those are your intentions, you're setting yourself up for failure That's from right. the start. That's right. Because you burn out really fucking quick on that that stuff. Yeah, that's right. Whereas if you're doing it for, hey, I'm doing this as a as a thing that, for whatever reason, my nature is to do this thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go ahead and do it. Yeah. And if people praise me, great. If they don't praise me, that's fine. If if I get this, that, and the other thing, and I think that's why I've had a lot of problems. Like I said, doing things that I don't necessarily want to do overly promoting myself this other thing like one thing that i've always done and it's been very it's something that happens with ease is writing music yeah right i'm i've always got me i don't have to oh i'm gonna i'm gonna sit down and get you know like we have over 30 minutes now i was gonna say which you've been doing a lot of during this like it's it's, i just love doing that you know and i would do that whether or not i would literally i would and I can say this with certainty, I would literally do it if anybody heard it or not. Same. You know? And that's um, called karma yoga. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that in this life, if you aren't doing something out of the love for it, uh, especially when it comes to art, I totally understand having a job and having to make ends meet uh, I mean, doing something that, that you fucking, don't enjoy. Come on, man. We know that just as well as anybody else. Absolutely. Like, However, I never want that to cross over into my artistic life because yeah. when I was a kid, when I was 13 and learning to do vocals, I never ever thought of um, the possibility of being able to make money off of doing this. What we do is so yeah. niche. It's uh, yeah. uh, The shows I was going to, a packed house is two or 300 people. And that's still the case. Yeah. I mean, with social distancing, I don't know what a packed house would be at a small bar, but anyway, uh, regardless. That's okay. Doing that's okay with me. Like, that, I mean, exactly. if, we, if we could go and draw two to 300 people a night, 
I mean, that'd be amazing. That'd be amazing. But you know what? We've played shows in our band in front of very little amounts of people. And I've had just as much fun, if not more fun at those shows. That's the thing. When you do, why do all these big bands? I mean, just look at the facts. Why do these huge bands want to go play like a secret show at a small bar? Yeah. What does that tell you? No one's playing a secret fucking headliner festival in front of 75,000 people. Exactly. Like, (laughs) I think sometimes people don't think about these things that are just innately true. Yeah. That that type of thing. Or or you watch, watch freaking like VH1 behind the music. Mm -hmm. When does the career go down the tubes? When they're at the height. Yeah. Why is that? Because... They realized they had all this desire that was so great. They got there. Oh, it's there's nothing here at the end of the rainbow. There's no pot of gold. That's well, because doing all of this stuff doesn't make you happy. And there's this common misconception that if I do this, I'll be happy. If yeah. I get here, I'll be happy. If I'm headlining uh the will turn in LA, I'm gonna be happy. Yeah. The Regency Ballroom, that's happy happiness. Exactly. But the reality is that your happiness exists externally of all of these accomplishments in life it's that's that's not happiness getting to to one point isn't going to make you happy yeah it doesn't mean and that could sound like oh then i just won't do anything not no that's not what it means it means do those things that feel comfortable to you yeah and that are that are in your nature to do absolutely but don't expect the world from it it's not going to come from there right it's not and the only uh, thing that you really have control over is uh, making the stuff, doing the thing. Exactly. You have a quote, right, about this. It's all in the work. When you put things out into the world, you can't, you have no control over where it's going to get you. If you, yeah. if you finish a painting, you can post it on the internet and whether it gets 100 likes or zero likes shouldn't matter to you. Yeah. What should matter to you it is... It kind of does, though. I mean, I get it. You know, I get Yeah, that, absolutely. Like, you get that little... I hit. mean, I totally get it. But that's the thing. It's like, you should, you, should start, you should start examining, right? That's what I've been trying to do. Examine every little thing, right? You get all those extra likes or whatever. It's like, okay, well, why? Because there's some little reaction in your brain that's going off, and it's connected to, oh, these people like me now, or whatever. But that's a little temporary thing that comes and goes. Absolutely. And that's it. It's not, I, I, I look at it like this. Um, dessert, right? We all know that dessert is like, I'm not going to try to live my life and live a, and grow a healthy body by eating ice cream and whipped cream on it. Right? Even, even though I'd like to. Exactly. So <laughs> every day I realize full and well when I get a dessert, um, this is really good. But in the back of my mind, I'm going, well, you know, this is kind of, I know it's a little bit bad for me. I know that this isn't all there is. It's not, this isn't like perfection of happiness here, but it's, I'm going to enjoy this little dessert while it's here. It's a quick and when it, fix. When it goes, it's gone. I'm, I'm off. I'm back to whatever, you know, something more healthy. Mm-hmm. So in the same way, you know, you can view that as, Oh, I got some likes or whatever. I, it's not. I'm not gonna be adverse to that. I'm not gonna say I don't want anybody to like me. You know, it's not like that, <laughs> right? You know, you don't want to go right. the other way because now you're putting energy into the negative. But it's like, oh wow, look at that! I got a bunch of. That's awesome. That feels really good. 
move on. You know, it's not, that's not sustenance. That's just a little moment in time that happens similar to like a little Sunday. You know what I'm saying? Amen, brother. Boom. Cheers. (laughs) We're back, baby. There it is. You know, Joe Rogan announced that he was going to Spotify, so we had to come to YouTube and uh, (laughs) claim the throne. Yeah, there's a... He told us it was cool. Reclaim. He, he, he actually called us up and said uh, it was cool. You know, you guys can take over. Another reason why we had to keep going was because we do have mugs. And we have this sign. Yeah. And with that being said, <laughs> grab a mug online for how much are they? <laughs> you know, after all this talk about not wanting hit to like, sell ourselves, we like. actually want money. Make sure you subscribe. Hit like. Hit like. Show it to your friend. And comment because we're checking all of them. And we base our self-worth off of whether or not you comment. So, Chaney, what have you been up to during this? I know people like to always ask me, like, I hope you're okay during all this chaos, you know, and all this stuff. But for me, my life, I mean, it's not that much different, really. I mean, we don't, it's not like you and I were, you know, going out every night and doing all this stuff like we're fortunate enough. I do recognize that you and I are fortunate in that I had a month off. Yeah, you I, had, I a had one off. month off. Were we doing? Were we doing the podcast at that time? No. Okay, so I did have a month off. Oh, maybe we were. Maybe that's why that's we. I was maybe on the that. Van. Maybe that is why we started doing the podcast so much. Okay. Which was another killer in the podcast. Uh, I mean, it didn't kill it. Obviously, we're coming back like oh, a, yeah, a zombie. That's, that's sort of another thing I was wanting to say. Yeah. Is that uh. I think that I was involving myself in, in way too much stuff. I totally agree. You know, I think I'm the type of person that I, I'm enthusiastic about hobbies, right? <laughs> you could say that. <laughs> that That's the least you could say about your love for it, hobbies. It's, it's not good. It's bad. It's cost us yeah. thousands and thousands so of dollars. So I'm trying to curve fact, all that. Yeah. Luckily, most of your hobbies, like when you got super obsessed with uh, your erect synths, you could just resell this. I was able to sell. I mean, I wanted to keep that stuff, but we were doing the Dave Ramsey thing. You so probably I had to sell spent everything. like $10,000 on synths. It was a lot. That's what happens, you know, we, uh, I guess when you're in your 30s and you can kind of play no around. Kids. No, no kids. No kids. Yeah. yeah. People with kids are like, these guys suck. Probably. No one with kids. Is you know, is and honestly... If you have kids, I have no frame of reference. Yeah, like for Corona, what it's like that's to another have a thing. Kid. So we're we're a couple who has work still and no kids, mm-hmm. and we're going. Yeah, my life's fucking fine. And, it's and like, we're really introverted. Like yeah. we may seem crazy, but Naveen and I love to hang out at home. Not that we don't hang out with people, but um, it's we we have a lot of toys yeah. and stuff that we fuck with at our house. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and a kitten now. And now we have a kitten, which we just added to yeah. the family. So I've been hanging out with her a lot. I love her. Yeah. And, I can see you know, I, I'm, my... I'm, oh, you can see my hands. Yeah, it looks kind of cool. Well, because, you know, I like oh, yeah, to people do don't my realize that emoting. We're, we're on like an 18-inch table. Yeah, I don't know if you guys noticed that we got, <laughs> okay, so when the podcast hadn't been happening for a few months. Oh, yeah, uh, we tore it down. We tore it down. We moved Naveen's studio into this room, which is technically... Uh, the master bedroom of the house and my office, which used to be the podcast room, is in no, a no, different. It used room. to be the studio. Well, my office used to be this room. Oh yeah, yeah. Which was the podcast room. My stuff moved into Naveen's studio because we moved up in the world and we sent 
all the Entheos merch over to Night Shift, and now, oh, there you we, go. now yeah. I don't ship shit. Right. Which so was now that you're not going to get that personalized. Just touch. to make it clear, it wasn't because we couldn't have done that before. It like I actively chose to send out our merch because it seemed like it would save us money to have me shipping out the merch, but. I thought we're supposed to do everything because we just love doing it. Uh, what, like, what's this now? I mean, I I did now not love doing it. merch. <laughs> I mean, if you, I loved yeah. I loved being in contact with people who are into our band, and I loved sending notes and like being able to connect with them. Yeah. But it really became okay. Idea. It became too big of a job for me. Idea. So we send, send it to night shift. Go buy some of our merch. Send Kareem a stack. Of handwritten notes, dude. Dang. Dear, so this is what it'll say. Dear, underline. So, hey, he, so he can just... <laughs> yeah. Hey, bro. Dude. <laughs> Yo, man. Oh, no, no. I got an idea. I got an idea. Love, Let's Chaney. do... Dear... Uh, Valued customer. No, no, no. Dear <laughs> letter. And you just do one for every letter in the alphabet. <laughs> so when it's Billy, he just goes, Dear B, period. <laughs> what do you think? B. Just put B. Like, okay, dear B, thanks, homie, for buying this stuff, supporting, dude. We're out here keeping it real. <laughs> That's what it should say. Thanks, homie, for buying stuff, supporting, dude. No, We're out saying, here keeping look, it real. California. Yeah. So that, but you put the letter, and then you have one for everyone. Yeah, I get so it. So he can just shoot. I got oh, it. Okay, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> Already got it. Just not that good About of an idea. About a few minutes ago. Um, not that good of an idea. But what I will say is you guys should really check out Night Shift. Like, yeah, great. I'm just throwing great in a dude. promo here. I the Kareem, like Kareem started a merch store. He used to be Black Dahlia Murders merch guy tour manager. Uh, we, I think we're on, maybe it was one of his last tours. I don't know. I think he came out of tour retirement to do that. To one. do that Black Dahlia Murder tour that we did a few years ago. And that's, that's how right. I personally met Kareem. And when he started a merch store, I was like, we got to do merch with this dude because everything he puts out Down for earth, you know, all legit, of his dude. bands. Yeah. And he just knows a lot about merch. He's a fucking pro. He's down. He wants to put out cool, unique shit and he's on the hunt for it. And I thought that was awesome. So when Kareem started a merch store, I was like, we got to time to switch it over. Switch it up. So yeah. go to night shift yeah. at the end of the night day. Shift. That's really Support. what you should do. So that's what we're really trying to say. <laughs> buy some shit. Buy, buy, buy. Consume. Consume, Pay. consume. Give us money. <laughs> uh, but so wait, what I was gonna say is I was I was doing way too much shit stuff. Sorry, I'm trying to keep it clean here. Yeah, we were putting out a couple podcasts a week. We were doing it on Zoom, which is a super impersonal. Were we doing Zoom? Oh, oh, with the interviews. We're doing Zoom yeah, with, with the, the interviews, interviews, which. You know what? When we do interviews in the future, maybe hey, we keep it in person. We are we gotta do them in person. Yeah, our rule was we're gonna do it in person. We, and now and it's then, a new rule. I was turning people down for our pod for our podcast because of the of the rule, the golden fucking rule. And it was way better that way. It was I mean, so I know that much we, better. We're not gonna have that many guests because not that many people can come to Santa Cruz, but especially when touring is not an yeah, option. But I just had. It was so much more of a chill. Like I didn't have a bad time, and I'm not trying to say that I had a bad time. No, not at all. On Zoom, but I mean, you just have to admit that it's a little different, dude. 
know? you're talking to a screen and it's you and I yeah. talking to a screen where we're normally like looking at each other and hanging out yeah. and like, and you're like, you know, you guys are passing uh, paraphernalia, the <laughs> para- incense, <laughs> <laughs> the tobacco pipe. That's worse than weed. Though. I know. <laughs> God. I yeah, mean, smoking is, uh, here's the thing about smoking. One time when I was a kid, my parents left for the night. I was old enough to stay at home by myself. Okay. My parents used to smoke when I was a kid. They, I know, I know they this stopped. is one of Cheney's greatest hits <laughs> stories. <laughs> they stopped. So I cooked myself dinner. And what does a 12 year old know to cook themselves for dinner? Scrambled eggs. So that's, that's what a I, weird one to do. Why? It's so easy. Like you make for it in me, a it would pan. have been SpaghettiOs. Like I'm going to open a can of in SpaghettiOs and just... But I was trying to be a chef. Okay. Yeah, I was trying to be a chef. So then I sh- then I like made my scrambled eggs and I ate them and they were good. And I smoked like a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. Wait, how old were you? Uh, Twelve. Wow. I smoked just a... Just went in. Yeah. Sorry, mom. I smoked a pack... Oh, she's of- going to hear this Cheney classic. I mean, it must have been a pack. I might be exaggerating. One. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't one. Two. It was a. I got nicotine poisoning and I oh, puked up all my scrambled eggs. Yeah. And that taste has never left my mouth. It's similar to the story I have about seeing my friend eat a McFlurry. I was going to say another ch- <laughs> one of Cheney's greatest hits. Why do all my greatest hits revolve around like puking and gagging? I don't know, but there's the McFlurry one. All Let's right, here's it. the McFlurry one. Okay, I was in like third grade, right? <laughs> I stayed the night at my friend's house. Okay, what did you guys McFlurries. do? We got McFlurries. Oh, how was it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, we, we were eating McFlurries outside of the apartment building that, that this friend lived in. Yeah. And this person got McFlurry on their lip, mm-hmm. like had McFlurry on their lip and didn't notice it. And I <laughs> was like, it made me gag. <laughs> and just like I seeing s- that little bit yeah, of McFlurry. Dude. Oh, that's disgusting. Uh, lip flurry. <laughs> lip flurry. I don't know if I've ever had one of those. A lip so. flurry. No, I've just never had a McFlurry. That's what I saw. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dude, I know you haven't seen a, mi- a lip flurry. So I've seen similar stuff. This McFlurry on this person's lip sent me into a rage. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't mad, but I was just internally throwing up. And I didn't need another McFlurry until I was in my late twenties. That's good. Which is the so age you've had, which is the age I am now. Yeah, right. <laughs> the other day, I was. Uh, it's gonna be your birthday soon. The, the I know. Audience doesn't know that this will come out on my birthday actually because it'll come out on not this one but the following episode will okay. come out on my birthday yeah. um but the other day I was at a client's house and because I you know shoot pictures of real estate and uh it was an, an elderly man and he was telling me about the property and he he brought he brought up oh oh yeah I built all the properties in this village and I I built them in 1989 way long before you were born and you were like, ha ha, yeah. And I was like, yeah. yeah, dude. Totally. Right. Well, to him, you probably look like you're 15. I know. Yeah. You know, once you hit 90 plus. I remember when I was like tell. mid-20s and I saw like high school kids. Mm-hmm. I was like, dang, they look like little babies. Now I see them and I'm like, how as a high school kid did I ever think that I looked like an adult? 
because yeah, like, I'm good. All right, look could, at these children. Yeah, they're just so little and dude, youthful. You know what's weird is I don't see them around as often because they're all at at home. Oh yeah, school is like not in session at the actual school. Wow, I haven't really thought of that. I did because huh? this is the time of year where you see like uh, the school down the street from our house, which I will not disclose the name of. <laughs> Is uh, Santa Cruz High. <laughs> you usually see people lined up to pick up their kids. And the other day yeah. it occurred to me that there's but, no yeah. one there. Yeah. But the Crazy. teachers were parked there. Hmm. Or they, they have to pretend that they're going to school. Oh, they may, they, they probably do Zoom from, from the classroom yeah. is what I was assuming. So many people are going, oh my God, these guys are stupid. Right well, now. we don't have kids, so we don't pay attention. Yeah. Just <clears throat> the fur baby. We just have a fur baby, and I'm surprised she's not in here right now because she's really annoying and really, I mean, in a Mm-mm. loving I wish way. she was in here. I'd hold her up. One of these days, they'll get lucky enough to see her. Shiva? Maybe she'll come. But yeah, so we decided to bring the podcast back, and I'm really stoked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen podcast personality Cheney crap. You know what I mean? Though? Yeah, same with it's you. Like, it's, a, it's, it's not like you're different, but... It's yeah, like, no, it's like talking into a microphone. Yeah, did you miss me? Yeah, nice. I did. Did you miss me? Yeah. Did fun. you guys miss us? Hit that like and subscribe button if you hit did. Hit like, Slap. hit subscribe. We got mugs here. We got... uh, What else? I don't know. Mm. Well, so I wanted to ask you, have you... uh, What have you been up to? Um. Wait, what did I say I'd been up to? Hold I don't on. Know. Back to me. You might have just <laughs> not answered. Back to me. So I've been writing music. Nice. Um, for myself, with other people, with you. There's a lot of True music that. going on. That's one thing that did happen mm-hmm. during this whole quarantine is that every person and their brother decided to want to make music together. This is true. So you have obviously been playing with a lot of people. You just sort of. I mean, it could seem that way from afar. I know, right? In reality, it's... Like a week of your life. Yeah, yeah. Not very much. Totally. Um, So playing music, working, I my job never stopped because the medical field can't stop, won't stop. That's right. People um, always need that medical assistance. Yeah. And Cheney is a neurosurgeon. So Went to school for 15 years, That's was right. it? That's all it takes. So doing that, uh, reading. Reading. What have you been reading? Uh, I've been reading a book about Buddhism, and I've also been reading Stephen King's On Writing. I was reading, uh, before that, I finished a book by a psychologist that, God, I can't remember the name of it for the life of me, but... Dude, that happens to me every time. If mm-hmm. I'm in an interview, hey, what do you, what's your name? It's like, oh, I can't remember. What is it? It sucks. Yeah. It's so horrible. So I can't remember the name of the book, but it's about a psychologist who started going to therapy and just like the the process of therapy. Uh, um, Stephen King's on writing, though, is amazing. And I highly recommend that if any of you out there are writers. Uh, yeah, check out that book because it's great for writers. I've been listening to a lot of music and collecting a lot of vinyl and that's spending true. money we on that. We have been listening to vinyl, which is fun. I love doing that. I love it. But I was thinking at the end of the year. My Spotify list, annual list, isn't going to be right. Damn. So I was hoping that like we could come out with, not we, but someone would come out with like a... A really good album real quick. <laughs> and you can just listen to it a bunch of times. No, a vinyl. Oh. Like a... a <laughs> Dude. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Though? Please, God, someone come out. Someone out something really good and you just listen to it a bunch of times. So <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, that's right. And then that's all I listen to. Jamming that. Uh, parasitic uh, Josh. That's what I've been listening to a lot. Parasitic Josh? <laughs> I'm uh, just fucking around. But that's what uh, happened to me last year. Like, I've been, I was listening to uh, this, like, ultra dubstep dude. But it was just because I was working out a lot. Mm-hmm. And so, like, every day at the gym, I would, like, just throw that on and, and just go for it. But it's like, it was like, you listen to this, you know, sudden death the most Oh, this sudden year. death, yeah. And I was kind of like, ah, I'm not going to share Isn't that. Isn't that true? And I'm like, yeah, but it was like, just because I was at the gym. That you know, count. my list <laughs> was very odd. It, it was naming bands that I had never listened to, I swear to God. Yeah. Or the universe, it's, it's random. you believe it. Super random. But I, anyway, I was hoping that someone would come out with an app that I can like just set my phone on my record player and oh. then it just reads it and tells me like all the Spotify you stats. You just screwed up, dude. You just gave out a million dollar idea. I don't care though. <sighs> should, we, should we just make it before this episode a, that's comes a out? freaking good idea. Do dude. we know any? We know app no, creators. It's like, it's like untapped. I bet you it already exists because come on, it has yeah. to. But it's like untapped for vinyl. Exactly. Like untapped is the beer drinking, which by the way, we're drinking beer in our mugs and not I'm coffee. Not, I don't drink beer. <laughs> You're right. <I'm> totally pure. <laughs> we're actually drinking beer from Coralitas. It doesn't Oaks, count Coralitas. if it's like local. That's true. It doesn't count. It's like Coralitas Brewing is the best. There, I said it. Dude, it's Boom. it's the best brewery. Come so on. Good. You get for California, you get a huge beer. And and for like seven bucks, and yeah. they don't they don't do that dumb brewery thing where it's like, oh, this one comes in a four ounce glass. It's like they're all, yeah, these good amount, big hefty beers. Even if it's like a nine percent, yeah. So it, I mean, <clears throat> you're talking, you can go there, get one beer, and you're good. That's it. And the brewery is like in the middle of a, what are they? Fruit fields, vegetable fields, in Coralitos. Yeah. So Coralitos is for those. Who is it Coralitos or Coralitos? How would you pronounce I that? I call it Coralitas. I mean, if we want to pronounce it in Espanol, which is the word that it is, it's co- Corali... Coral- I can't roll my fucking R's. <laughs> God. Uh, but I don't know. Everyone here calls it Coralitas. Dude, like I'm <laughs> taking a roll down to Coralitas, bro. That's how know. they say it. Like, let's not fuck around and say they say Coralitas. It's like, dude, me and Randy are like rolling down <laughs> to Coralitas, bro. <laughs> Yeah, so then we're gonna like hit the ocean. I recommend going there if you visit Santa Cruz. There's, I don't think you'd think to go there because it's a little bit far away. Which we rode our electric scooters there one day. Which is another thing we've been doing. We did get well. We did it when we got them scooters for a couple days. <laughs> yeah. Also, if you go to Coralitas, you have to go to the Coralitas Market, and if you eat meat, which you shouldn't do that, but. <laughs> <laughs> Then you should get the Coralitas sausages because they're like world renowned. Yeah, they're, they're really award winning. Honestly, come on a vacation to Santa Cruz. Maybe that's where our uh, money lies, Naveen. Is that we start? We're tour guides for Santa Cruz, California. I'm so not opposed to that, dude. That if, would be so fun. If anybody wants to go on a trip right now, come out here. Hit up your friends. Seriously, if one of you comes to Santa Cruz. Liter- get a hold of us sweepstakes we will hang out <laughs> <laughs> there's no sweepstakes we're gonna hang out 
but people have no that kid that that kid uh our buddy nicholas from germany oh yeah he just randomly hit us up and we're oh, friends yeah. with him now yeah no he, uh, we were in florida visiting yeah i just posted and we our made friend a, nick oh, a funny post hey we're in miami we're about to have some fun and, and he this, was like this kid was like, like hey it's a long shot but you know can we hang can i hang with you guys and we're like yeah and he was with his girlfriend sandy yeah and great. we hung out i believe they're like married now or engaged because we got to hang out with him a few years later, which was now, it was in 2018 in Germany. Um, mm. And, okay. We met the coolest guy. I think we've talked about this before on the podcast. Oh but anyway, we're skipping around in the story. So Wait, where were we? We were at, Nicholas was visiting from Germany. He was oh, yeah. visiting Miami. And we happened to be in Miami at the same time because your grandparents live in Fort Lauderdale. So Nicholas hit us up. And was like, long shot, let's hang out. So we went to a bar in Miami with Nicholas and we got absolutely obliterated. Like it was, it was one of probably the top. No, it's the worst hangover. Top three most hangovers. It's the number one. Oh my God. It was the worst hangover of your life. And we met with one of our managers. Yeah. I, I. The next day. I actually started crying. (laughs) We. We had well, rented a car. This, we had rented a car. We had rented a car and we drove down to Miami by ourselves. And we were going to meet one of our managers of our band <clears throat> the next day, going to dinner with him. And you were so hungover from us meeting up with Nicholas that instead of going to dinner with our manager, you slept in the car. And I just went to dinner by I myself. I know, but I did go in <laughs> to vomit. I know, I went in. <laughs> I went in. We might have already told this story, but I'll just tell it again. I went in, and I was wearing a tank top, and I was like, oh, maybe I'll just be able to hold it together. Because it was a nice restaurant. It was really nice. Houston's. Houston's. I'll never forget that. <laughs> and they were like, oh, you can't wear a tank top in here. And I was like, all right, well, that's that's all I got. You know, I'm in Miami. Give me a break. <laughs> and then uh, they're like, here you go. They gave me a black shirt. Yeah. And then, so I put the black shirt on and went to sit down. And I'm like, hey, how's it going, Cliff? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> uh, and then I was like, uh I ordered the veggie burger. Yep. With some fries. I remember that thing. Like, and I was just like, I, I got to get out of here, man. You know, good seeing you. And I went and laid down in the car. Yeah. And then uh, we went back to my aunt's. And, and then I that night, it was like, you had grabbed the veggie burger for me. Yeah. So it was one of the best veggie burgers I've dude, ever Houston's had in my life. is what's up. I think it's a chain maybe in Florida, but fuck, dude. That place is so good. You know where else has the best veggie burger? Hmm. Is um, <coughs> that place... In s- where Excuse we me. where we opened our uh, Planet Fitness memberships, Cincinnati. Oh, dude, Cincinnati at a, a Foundry Club. Foundry, dude, they have like Foundry Club, unbelievable black bean burger. I you mean, know, so good. Foundry Club. There's a kid named Leo, and he's the sound guy at Foundry Club, and he posts like a ton of sick uh, show things, show things, show footage. He posts a ton of it and. A week ago, he put on like a virtual fest, and I think it was us, Shadow of Intent, A Legion, nice. a few other bands. So you guys should really check that out. Foundry Club is a really, really sick venue, and they serve the sickest veggie burgers. Super sick. I remember I was like, uh, that time, we were we were being vegan, you and me, mm-hmm. and uh, they make like burgers for each band. Yeah. And I remember I was bummed. Because ours wasn't vegan. 
I know ours. It was wasn't, like the Entheos yeah. burger, like double bacon <laughs> ham. I was like, God. I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> I remember the first time we played there. I got too drunk to eat my. That was the my you did what I did. <clears throat> Except for me and Evan ate yours. Oh, you and Evan ate mine. Yeah. Well, I remember it distinctly after that show. God, this is such a it's an cold. embarrassing band thing, but you were like i was so drunk that i puked that night and i'm always on puke patrol obviously. and naveen was in the back seat with me which is my seat in the van and he was you were holding like a trash because no, i'm like container i know for when me. that's gonna happen and evan was like you are so lucky that your boyfriend's in this band <laughs> yeah i know i know right i'm i know when that's going down i was also so. really sad about my cat my cat iggy I know this sounds crazy. My cat Iggy had just disappeared and we had left to be on this tour and I was like distraught over it. I'd had him for a while. He moved from Des Moines to I to California with me. Yeah, he lived in LA with us. He lived in LA and then we moved him. We drove him in our van from LA to Santa Cruz and he just sat by me the whole time and he was like my, my buddy, yeah. you know, my best buddy. And he, I think fireworks scared him away. We went up to the city. Yeah. Because Leo was in town. <clears throat> Leo was in town. So we <clears throat> went to the city and hung out at Leo's house. And over that weekend, it was the 4th of July and Iggy disappeared at some point over that weekend, never to be seen again. But I was really distraught over that. So it was like yeah. a part of my, uh, you know, my depression over my cat. Uh, so... Good. Yeah, but the show's up online if you guys want to see it. It was a good show. <laughs> it was a good yeah, show. Was a good show. Was Every good show. show we've played there has been fantastic. Yeah, it's a good time. But, I mean, shows. Remember those? I don't... Uh, uh, do you miss shows a whole lot? Are you like... Do you want me to be honest? Oh, God. <clears throat> yeah. That'd be cool. I mean, we're trying to be honest here. <laughs> <laughs> or do you want me to lie? Do you, here, I want you to thing. lie. Here's the thing. I love playing shows. Yeah. I absolutely love it. Touring comes with a lot of things that do not involve playing shows whatsoever. Mostly not playing shows. Mostly not playing shows. And, uh, you know, we didn't even talk about this. Uh, okay, so we had two months of touring planned and then... Uh, and a wedding, by the way. And a wedding. That's what I was going to bring up. <laughs> that two weeks after that touring was over, we were going to get married. So we were... Oh, sorry, you just turned sorry. me off. Oh, Damn sorry. it. Screw with mine. Go ahead. So w we were going to go on... Uh, two months of touring and I was going to like have to simultaneously be planning our wedding and although it sounded crazy and tedious to me because the last month we were going to be in Canada uh, that was a, a bad idea though to the do that two months in a row straight into wedding <clears throat> I mean come on straight into wedding crazy. yeah so we were gonna do that so I hate to say this, but when this happened, I was a little relieved. Yeah. I was a little relieved because we, you know, right before this all happened, we uh, uh, put forth that we were the only like studio recording members of our band. Yeah. So we were going to go on tour with two awesome dudes, a great merch person. Um, but we had guaranteed all of them pay. And you and I had no idea how much money yeah. we would come home with because for us, it was a gamble because right. that's what happens when you're like in charge of a band. If, yeah. if you're hiring on uh, touring musicians, you have to give them money, give them compensation. 
So yeah. and then on top of that, going straight into a wedding. And then on top of that, going straight into a wedding that wasn't a cheap wedding. So um, we still haven't. We're not married still. We're not married. Haven't done it. Damn it. <laughs> well, I mean, we're we've been together for so long that it's common law. I think we're common law. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> He's busting out the soundboard, but you know. <laughs> But dude, it was a little bit of a relief for all of this to happen. Yeah, um, yeah. Do I miss touring? Back to the main point. I miss playing shows a lot. I love playing shows. I'm sure we'll get back to it at some point. But honestly, it was nice to have a year of... I have severe FOMO. Yeah. So <clears> when <throat> I see other people on tour, I'm like, fuck, I want to be on oh, tour so go. bad. But not seeing anyone else on tour, I'm kind of chilling. You're, you're just like, all right, well, everything's uh, but also, nothing to miss I, I, do, I do miss playing shows for sure. And I miss traveling and seeing friends. And But, you know, it it's interesting to know that everyone else on earth is kind of in the same spot. And that's, yeah. <clears throat> that's really the only time I've felt like this in my life. Sorry, my computer's like... Oh, uh, I thought you were looking at like some blob on me or something. No, I think we're draining the battery faster than it can charge, but it's okay. Whatever it is. All right. Well, if the podcast cuts off, then it's whatever. Yeah. But you know, so do you miss playing shows? Um, hmm. we haven't played a show in over a year. I don't know. I mean, I can't, I can't honestly say that I've like spent any time thinking about it. Same. That's Every pretty much where I'm at while, as well. I guess I'll see like a video or something and I'll be like, oh, that was, that was pretty cool when we used to play shows. But, um, I mean, I, I I always like it when I'm doing it. You know, don't get me wrong. I'm not like totally. sitting here complaining or anything, but I I'm not. I don't know. Uh, my life has become sort of uh, equal equal equalized. Hey, can way. you re re up me? Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. So by that, do you mean that? Uh, like I mean, it's not like when we go on tour, uh, like you come with me, right? You know. And yeah, that was a huge thing when we had to be separated on tour and stuff. And you're like, oh, my life's going on at home without me. And it's like, I don't know. We go on tour together and um, it's just, it's like everything feels sort of normal to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Totally. Like when I'm on tour where I'm, when I'm not on tour, it's kind of. It's kind of the same because we. It doesn't like, feel like there's a whole lot to miss, I guess is what I'm saying. It's true. Because we leave together. We come back together. Yeah. Um. So, it's cool. I mean, I'll, I would, I would do it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, we it will. It seems we will like do the most again. horrifying thing I could possibly think of. To be honest, that's a good one. Let me try that one. That's a fucking good one. That's nine percent. West Coast Double IPA, y'all. Lupulin. Have we had Lupulin. this at the brewery? Which brewery? Oh, that's it's Coralitos. Cor- oh, it is Cora Cora Coralitos. Coralitos. There you go. You know, today I drove to Coralitos and um, in the little main part where that coffee shop is. And you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like it's the like a five Aladdin. mile, five mile something. There was like a churro shop, a taco truck, uh, and it was popping. It was going on? Yeah, I think nice. that weekdays might actually be when Coralitos is popping. <laughs> I freaking love Coralitos, man. Dude. I would live there. We drove our scooters all the way there. And oh, I, yeah. it's like 10 miles. Dude, it's really far. It's 10 to 15 like miles. When I tell people like, yeah, we, because ro- I'll be 
we'll be riding around on our scooters and be like, mm-hmm. oh, what's up with those scooters, man? How far? I was like, we went to Coralitas and back with these things, bro. And they're like, damn. Yeah, that's like the measurement for it being sick. But when we got there, the brewery was closed. Fucking closed because we are t- we just did not call beforehand. It's like, like surely. Open, let's go. You know, the thing that I miss the most um, from this whole pandemic situation is the sauna at the gym. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen a gym in a long time. I actually went because they're... And, okay, side note, I saw a bunch of cars there yesterday, so I think they're reopening. Okay. but I won't be going. I went right when the gym... There was a, a small period when the gym could reopen, and you had to wear a mask in there, and everyone was wearing I'm a mask. I'm just not doing that, It dude. was fucking no, hard to breathe, man. Uh, and yeah. you know it was disgusting? I was sweating into my mask. It's disgusting. So everything I was breathing in and sucking into my mouth when I was breathing out of my mouth was my fucking spit no thanks, it was disgusting yeah, i have to wear and a mask it smelled all day at, at awful work. It's, that's bad enough i don't have to wear a mask at work <laughs> so I, I i won't be going to the gym if you have to wear a mask yeah i think it's better to not go to the gym if you have to wear a mask it's just um not that i won't wear a mask i do wear a mask everywhere that i go at the gym it's just it doesn't. It makes everything a little harder, and we have a gym in our backyard. That's I'm true, just trying to talk use. Naveen into buying me a sauna. Yeah, I was looking at him. Not gonna lie, but it's no the price too expensive. <laughs> <laughs> it's like four thousand dollars. I mean, I think it's for worth a good it. One. I think I mean, it's worth it for four thousand dollars. What did I tell you to do? Go in the car and roll the windows up. <laughs> yeah, you told me to go in the car and roll the windows up in the there sun. It's a sauna. Dude, no, it's not. There's no ventilation. All right, what if we just made a box of glass out back? Build me one. I would like a hot tub. Yeah, hot tub seems pretty. I don't know. It's just. I, I think I need to get rid of stuff before I get any new all, stuff. You know what all of it sounds up. like to me also is cha ching, cha ching, cha ching, cha ching. It's just another thing that you got to like deal with. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maintenance. Like the kitten. It's like she's great, but now it's like. You know, she wants to be fed all the time. She meows a lot. She wants to be held. She wants to... She meows to be held. Yeah. she She's... I'm her favorite, so she's always... <laughs> oh, okay, the other day we me. did a test. We were in bed, and we did a test, and we put her in the middle, and we said, Shiva, go to who your favorite owner is. Naveen had just taken her off of his lap. No, that's the thing about her. So I think that she was just yeah. going right back to Naveen because that's where she was used to sitting. The thing is, if she's sitting somewhere and you take her and move her, she'll she'll like go back in a cute way to where she was. <laughs> also, I don't really like animals that like I love animals. Yeah, I'm right, vegetarian dude. and stuff, but like okay, so Naveen was away. You were tracking John for a cowboy, the yeah. wreck or whatever you were doing. I don't know. Um, so you were doing that, and Naveen's mom had just gotten a kitten. She attracts cats. That because woman. Someone, I don't like, know what I happens. Someone sort of was like manhandling this cute little kitten in a parking lot of a grocery store. And said to your mom, don't you want this? And my mom was like, oh my God, I got to rescue this kitten. Your mom is, I think your mom might be the most empathetic person I've ever met. Yeah, my mom on the other hand, she can't even bear like a bee getting stepped on. I mean, that would like devastate her. I mean, <laughs> I she'll probably listen to this, but just for example, we lived with her for seven years and there was a bee like infestation 
Dude, it was of sick. the house. Amazing. And bees were coming in through the kitchen sink. And meanwhile, to be fair, I don't think she realized what that oh, really no, no, was. Oh, no, 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 no. This is to no fault of hers. Because it kind of seemed like, oh, there's a bunch of bees in that bush over there. Right. But it's like, sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. Yeah, no, she did not. None of us realized how crazy the situation yeah. was because it was, the bees had built a hive inside of the house. So we thought, okay, there are occasionally bees coming in through the sink and there were bees like flying around the yard, but it wasn't that big of a deal. So it took her a while to get the bees eradicated because she's so empathetic. She didn't want to kill them. So she brought in a beekeeper. Also from a practical reason, you know, we are... We do need we bees. We need bees. We need bees. Bees are disappearing, which is not good. Yeah, no. It was. It, it's completely for a reason. Yeah. And she wanted a beekeeper to but come in and take the bees. But she basically resupplied the whole. <laughs> she ended that shortage of yeah, bees yeah. in California. The United or the United States. So they they tore open this wall that was behind uh, a sage bush. Yeah. And dude, it was like. I would say like 10,000 bees. Ten, I think it was more than that. It was insane. I think it was like 100,000. Insane. And of course, the guy's like, get out of here, dude. Don't, you're going to get stung. And I was like, ah, no, I want to check this out. And dude, of course, some, one of them ran up to me, stung me. I'm like allergic to bees. Yeah. My freaking eye was like this, dude. Like, I think there's a picture up online of yeah, this. Yeah, there is. If you scroll way back on my Instagram, you'll see your boy with a, I mean, it was like, just, a, I couldn't see for days yeah no it was really fucked up and having but, one having one eye is like i i feel for people that now it's weird you know you can't there's no depth perception yeah no depth perception real weird but um so that's just an example of how empathetic she was so obviously she's gonna she is so obviously oh, yeah. she's gonna take this kitten so and so your mom had the kitten for a few days we have a cat named cashew who we left with naveen's mom because cats sort of pick their owner. And they you know I mean? they picked the fuck out. Of, he picked the fuck out of your mom. Like he, I mean, we toured a lot and we would leave. She lives in the main house. We lived out That's in true. the back. Cashew just loves Naveen's mom. And I and think he weighs 800 pounds. He weighs 800 pounds. And I think that she might love him too. So he picked his owner and we didn't really want to take him from the property. And he's the thing is where my mom lives is like cat heaven. It's like there's a place to roam. There's a couple other cats that convene back there. Yeah. And he's very much an outdoor cat. Like he yeah. chose he that. Has, I mean, when he was a little kitten, he jolted out the door. It was like, that's it. I'm out here. Don't try to stop me, man. And he would get himself stuck in trees and on posts. And I could hear him meowing from inside of our house. And I had to go save him a lot. So he chose to live there. But anyway, right when she had gotten the kitten, Cashew had some crazy... I, he It was just a cut in his mouth, but she had me come over because he was like drooling out of his mouth and it appeared that something was really wrong. He was like his, he was sticking his tongue out of his mouth, but below his chin was like all wet from saliva. And we discovered it was just him, a, a cut on his tongue, but while she was helping him be get better she wanted me to take the cat and naveen was off tracking drums so i took the cat she wanted me to take her for a week and i became incredibly bonded to the cat and i think yeah. that the feeling is mutual because she loves us but yeah, no, so naveen great. didn't want the cat and the whole time you were gone you were making fun of me almost like oh you <clears throat> love the cat 
oh you love her because i would send you pictures of her and like videos of her and you'd be like oh you love her so much she's great you know know what i uh and then you got back and now you're more in love with the cat than i am yeah because i took i love yeah i had had some time off of work i took a week off because i just wanted a week off to not work and uh so i just hung out with the the kitten a lot yeah she's pretty cool so she's cute there's a Naveen cl- uh, classic hit story. What's the classic? <clears throat> Taking Maggie home. Oh, yeah. So I'm not the most emotional guy. I've probably already told the story. I'm going to tell it again. It's the greatest hit. And uh, we, someone who Cheney used to work for, but now we're friends with, and we watch her dog sometimes if she has to. She went to the hospital for, what was it, like a week or something? It was like two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, and we were watching her. She's got this like really cute little dog. Um, I've posted a bunch of pictures of her. She's not our dog, by the People way. People have thought she was. Of course. Sure. I mean, why would they think that? I post her all the time. Yeah. Anyway, uh, and I'm always kind of like you know dogs. Um, I like I, we grew up with cats and stuff, so I wasn't really a dog person. But um, <clears throat> I just like got so used to having her around. She's like this the sweetest little dog. She's so nice, love her. And uh, <laughs> this is just funny because. Like I said, I'm not like a super emotional guy. And I, I guess I'm either happy or angry. That's like, that's all you get. One of the two. And then uh, we're taking Maggie back because it was time for her to go home. And I'm like driving the car home and I turn to Cheney and it's just a tear just coming down my <laughs> a face. A singular dude. tear. Just, I'm really going to miss her, man. <laughs> <laughs> She's a great dog. She's yeah. really great. So every once in a while we go take her to the beach or something like that. But now we got this cat and we're <laughs> going to Portland of all places in the world to go. Yeah. Which is just, I mean, fires are. We're going to go out there and do some how... reporting. You know, we're taking the podcast on the road. We're yeah. going to do some reporting. <laughs> yeah. We're going to tell you guys what's going on out there. No, we're going to Portland because Naveen has to work up there. Some of our good friends live up there. Uh, so we're going to hang out and you know, um, we are going to try to do a podcast. Up we there. are going to oh. try to do a podcast up there. We would like to do one in the van because that's another thing. Naveen finished the fucking van. Oh, I don't know if it's ever going to really be finished. Am I the only one who's dropped the F bomb this entire episode? Uh, I'm trying to keep it clean. Yeah. Clean. Okay. Uh, see podcast before I never brought this story up before the podcast ended the first time. Okay. Here's the real reason why we ended. <laughs> no, <laughs> I was on the phone with my grandmother. Her her mom had just passed away, my great grandmother, and I was on the phone to to talk to her about my great grandma. And after about forty five minutes of talking, my grandma brought up to me, you know, I was listening to your podcast, Cheney, but you just you just say the f word so much that I just I. I you know, Naveen, he doesn't say it as much, so it's just a little easier to listen to. <laughs> and I was go. like, it made me start feeling really self-conscious yeah. about uh, dropping the F-bomb. Yeah. Wait, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> All of those worked. <laughs> but so, you know, I've been, uh, I was like, damn, Grandma, okay, you're right. <sighs> yeah. My grandma all throughout my life has been that. She's like in the that back of my mind. voice of reason. Yeah, because she right. she never liked when I said but. You had bottom? to say bottom. Yeah, bottom. You can't say Jesus. 
you gotta say Jiminy Christmas. Jiminy That's why Christmas. I say Jiminy Christmas. Jiminy Christmas. Yeah. The one word my grandmother does say, um, and this is how you knew she was pissed when I was a kid, is God damn it. God damn it? God really? damn it. Wow. I've seen her bust out God she damn really... it, I think, three times. One That's time, pretty hardcore. It's pretty yeah. hardcore, in my opinion. One time she was being pulled over by the police. My sister and I were, with, were spending the weekend with my grandma, and we were like... I don't know, nine. I was nine, so my sister must have been, I don't know, four. No, I was probably a little bit older than my sister. I don't know. We were just arguing, being kids. Little kids. And my grandma got pulled over by the police because she was paying attention to us is what she says, but I think she was just speeding, which she does a lot. Look look who's here. And she said, God damn it. Oh, she ran away. Oh, damn it. See, she really loves being in this room, but she's really scared of acoustic guitar. So if Naveen plays acoustic guitar in here, she's out. Apparently not scared of drumming. Not scared of drumming, really scared of acoustic guitar. Because I got those evil riffs. Sorry, (laughs) just finish your story. Sheaves, come here, baby. That was the story. My grandma just said, God damn it. So my grandma's like bummed that I dropped the F-bomb a lot. uh, Well, now she's bummed that you're out there saying that she's... Bumming me up? Saying GD. Come here. Well, everyone doesn't know this, but there's a really cute little kitten over there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you're listening, you definitely don't know it. But uh, yeah, so uh, I don't know where I was going with that, except that I've been trying to drop the F-bomb not less. Swear and you haven't show. been swearing. I mean, I'm not going to stop <clears throat> swearing. Come on. I'm trying to keep it clean, dude, over here. I'm yeah. old. Clean podcast. Clean. I probably yeah. swore that. No, I said... uh. I did swear. The S word? The C word? The F word? Uh, the D word? I said either the S word or the F word. <gasps> but, I mean, hey, if you no say stuff like Jiminy Christmas or like Frick, you're, it's kind of the same, you know, because yeah. people know you should really expand your vocabulary and think of a word to say that's... That's what my grandma said. But if you're... Because, if you're, like, what I'm saying is, oh, you could keep it clean, right? And you're not... But you're still saying Jiminy Christmas yeah. and, like... Um, <clears throat> don't you feel like that's a little polished though i i do feel Jimmy like Christmas is funny i love saying that i do feel like i have the ability to speak my mind uh i know a lot of words yeah i mean i took advanced placement english oh, in high watch school out. watch, watch out, out. Well, i, didn't I go to school, know so. the dictionary um i was in a spelling bee i was in a spelling bee okay prove it. let's go to the dictionary aardvark apple that's the first word I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Aardvark, I think, is one of the first. I actually got the Webster app. It's pretty cool. Do you know what I, like I how I lost the spelling bee? Because I was in second place. <clears throat> I was in what, third what grade. Word, what word did, did you get stumped on? Squeak. What? Yeah, isn't this embarrassing? You know why? Comic books. Or, no, this video game that I had been playing on Sega that was a comic book movie. Or a comic book game. Sega Genesis? Sega Genesis. Damn. Back in the day. So I spelled squeak S-Q-U-E-E-K. And that's how I lost the fucking spelling bee. Cost you everything. It cost me like. Right there. Your life got on in a totally Yeah, I feel like that changed my entire life. So you're like, well, I'm just going to, you know what I'm going to do instead of that? I'm going to get into screaming vocals. Losing the spelling bee and losing uh, being... Like the the student council when I was in third grade, I feel like both of those things like really 
sent me to metal. It's the dark side. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's where it all went wrong. Metal. I just always liked it. it just as soon as I heard something that was kind of heavy, I was like, oh, that's really cool. I like the 311 or something. Yeah, but how'd you get into metal? Who started taking you to shows? It was a guy at your dad's work, right? Yeah, my dad had that uh, veggie sausage company. Mm-hmm. It was Ve- just sausage only. Uh, well, it was like technically, I don't, you know, how like veggie. It was like tofurkey. It all tastes the same. Was it good or? It was really good. Hot or shot? No, we no, were talking about fun. this it with was Nick. Classic, dude. It was when really Nick Gautier came here. Okay. We were talking about veggie. They, they made everything. They made, uh, they had, you name it. They had uh, the the chicken slices, kind of like tofurkey. Yeah. And then um, they had these like sausage links, which tasted a lot like the tofurkey sausages. Yeah. Not beyond meat. They weren't like beyond meat though. No, See, that's the this thing. This is like the late nineties. If any of you out there this are vegan like- or vegetarian, beyond meat Italian sausages are fucking up your life right now. Like it, it's going to make you go what. Yeah, they're they're amazing. Go out and buy Insane. some. And we were just talking the other day about making some impossible uh, meatballs, and I got to thinking about it. I think that'd be a really good I idea. Think it'd be amazing. Yeah. But uh, they had. Okay, so they had the chicken slices. They had the sausages, which if, with a few different flavors. What kinds are we talking? They had Italian. Damn. Hot and spicy and original. I feel like with veggie meats, the stuff that is like masked, like Italian or hot and yeah. spicy, are the best. It tasted, like I said, those tasted just like tofurkey. I think they actually got sued by tofurkey, to be honest with you. Damn. Yeah. Ba-dum. Yeah. And then, uh. Oops, wrong button. But the best thing that they have had was the mayonnaise. Ah. Uh. Yeah, they had, it was called Gore Mayo. Damn. Boy, do I wish we were getting and that get stuff for this. free. get this. You ready for this? Chipotle mayonnaise. What year was this? Late 90s. Damn. Dude, way ahead of the game. Da- yeah. Like the, Chipotle, this is one of your story. This is one of Naveen's. This is a classic. <laughs> what's Chipotle? <laughs> I've never heard of this thing. What is it? It's 99. I've never heard of this. Yeah. I, I used to work there in the factory, dude, in the summer. Child labor laws. Child labor, dude. I got Didn't paid three exist. bucks an hour, dude. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. I probably wasn't worth it. You know what? When I worked at my first job and I was 14 and this was legal, unlike your first job, <laughs> which was child slavery. This is my dad trying to hook me up with a little bit of work. Dude. Yeah, dude. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's when, that's how child children's rights Dude, it was so, I, I, I worked all week so I could buy like a, a cymbal stand. You, I remember being like, uh, yeah. I got a hundred bucks. I'm going to Guitar Center, dude. I've been talking, like we were just talking about this with our kids. I think I want to make them work. With our kids. We have kids Our now? future kids. Shiva. The cat. It's time to get a job. My mom named her Shiva, but we don't know if it's really going to stick. It seems like it's stuck. It's been there for yeah. three weeks. We were trying. We were. I just call her baby. We were messing around. I call her bubby. We were messing around with other we names. We had yoga. Yoga was one. Yog. What was another one? Uh. I wish that we could come up with a name, uh, a food name like Pringle. Yeah, Pepper or something. I had a dog named Pepper. Uh. Guitar. Food names are <laughs> always good. Cheddar. Cashew is our other cat. Cashew. Oh, cashmere. Cashmere. No, no, I don't like it. Ca- really cashmere is a Led like Zeppelin cashmere? song. Mira. 
was another one. Mira was another one. Eh, eh. Shiva right, is the only one that's Shiva worked. Then, should we call it Shiva? Why not? She shall she's behold. Got a good, she's got a good name then. It's uh, That's the only one that's really worked for me so far. It's the only one that's jiving. There you go. So, oh, you never told us what you've been doing. Oh, speaking of Shiva? Speaking of you. Uh-huh. I'll be right back. Um, Don't go. I don't want to say this stuff by myself. All right. Um, Well, I guess I've been reading a lot, which is weird because I think I've read more books in the last five months than I have in my whole life. That's definitely not an exaggeration. Um, But my parents were in the Hare Krishna movement in the from 1975 to 85 when I was born. So I think I was kind of raised with a little bit of awareness of that. I mean, I would go to the temple and I had a lot of friends from that, but it was more for me personally, more like a social thing. And I never really got into the philosophy or anything like that. So I started reading a bunch of books, just kind of start there. I, when I was working on the van, I was like listening to books on tape and just reading about that a lot. And then that sort of just spread out into all um, different sects of of Hinduism, really. And that's pretty much what I do with a lot of my time now, which is honestly for me to say that it's, it's kind of bizarre because um, I just never saw myself going in that direction. But um, it's been honestly life-changing. So I've, uh oh, Cheney's back with the kitty. But yeah, I read constantly. I'm into Vedic philosophy and uh, the Vedas are the oldest Hindu texts where all the... The thing about Hinduism is there's like a million branches of it. You know, it's not like, uh, I guess like Christianity or something like that where there's kind of... How many branches of Christianity are there? Like Uh, a a couple? I don't know. No, there are way more than a couple because you've got like Methodist, Lutheran. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, with like Hinduism, you have like you have such polarity, like extremes within Hinduism. Like you've I, got certain sects that are like, they don't even believe in God. And then you've got certain sects that are like, all they do is worship God. Right? Yeah. I'm not sure so. how far it goes with Christianity, but there are different, um, you know, there are different ways to take the text, you can take it literally. You can take yeah. it, uh, you can uh, interpret only a few parts of it and take exactly. that and make it a thing. Yeah. You can take, uh, I so don't, yeah, you just, can just be a part of the Old Testament, the New Testament. There are a lot right. of ways to go. I've actually, dude, I was um, reading the other day about the Nog Hammadi. Have you heard of this? No. It's So I think it was uh, in the late 1800s. So the reason why I saw this is because I'm really into Advaita Vedanta, which means like, I don't even, we'll get into it in the future, but yeah. that's where I'm at right now with it all. And I, I was reading in the Reddit, the Advaita Vedanta, someone had posted a quote from the Nag Hammadi, which is a Christian text, mm-hmm. but it more like the Advaita Vedanta thing, it, it more ascertains, it's not so much of God is the king and he did this and that. It's more, there is one awareness. Yeah, okay. 
There is a Wait, are you super, talking about Adwaita? Yeah. Adwaita oh, I thought you were talking about a kind of Christianity. So hold on. I'm going to get that. My bad. So Adwaita is like, there's one all-pervading consciousness. Right. And it exists within everything. Mm-hmm. And every, all the material is a, an appearance to the consciousness, right? Yeah. That's the, the theme. It sounds crazy, but you get way into it and it's you know, mind-blowing. It's great. But I was in the Reddit about that and someone had posted a quote from the Nog Hamadi, which is a Christian text that was somebody, um, just like some guy in Egypt, uncovered this like ancient scroll in a glass container that someone just buried. No way. I swear. Dude. A glass scroll. <laughs> dude, I'm not kidding. I was reading about it and I was like, this is incredible. And uh, it's basically like these, Adwaita means not not two, it means just one, right? So mm-hmm. um, this is sort of the equivalent to that for Christianity. Ah. And Which is fascinating. It's a big, thick, they've made it into a book and they've got a bunch of people got together and made commentaries on this thing. And I want to read that. Man. Well, which I like, think that, I, that's just amazing to me. I think that this is a part of uh, what you should put forward, at least, is that what you're learning about is um, like the bigger picture of it all. Because yeah. the what the Advaita Vedanta, it covers all like it. It doesn't encompass all religions, but it looks to all religions yeah. for reference. It basically says, I mean, it's like this, if. Is one religion right? It's and also every, not a religion. Yeah, it's let's, not a religion. Let's say it's that. It's not a religion. It's, it's basically you can have whatever religion that you want and worship whoever you want, but it's a philosophy yeah. of how to view existence. Which I think is and very... So freaking satisfying, I gotta say. Is very important. Like, you know, as humans, we're constantly looking... Like, the thing is, we all have existential crises. What does this all mean? That's, Who yeah. am I? What am I doing? Like, we all think about philosophy in our lives. For others, right. it becomes, I, I mean, at least I would, from my point of view, everyone at least once in their life is thinking about, you know, why do I exist? Why am I here? Uh, so yeah. f- uh, what does attract me about what you're studying right now is that it encompasses everything because all religions really are are covering similar ideas yeah it's just done in a different way everything is their god there's a god or gods or the universe or there's some yeah. higher power right there's some higher thing that none of us can really pinpoint right. um and it's cool to me that what you're studying is is sort of all-encompassing and will reference other religions in the world because yeah there are uh facets of all religions where they will like cast out another religion or another form of thinking. Yeah. And that's that's something that being raised as a a Christian, I mean, not by my mom. I went to church with my grandmother. My mom didn't go to church when I was a kid, but I went with my grandma and I could choose luckily Mm -hmm. whether or not I wanted to go, but just uh, growing up and learning in that environment there, there is an aspect of religion where they, in a way, teach you that other things are wrong. Yeah, yeah. And what I enjoy about what you're learning is that it's not a casting out of any religion. It's a, it's a, it's referential to other religions. Yeah. I mean, it's like the, what they put it out is, is like the one truth behind 
all religions. Ah, yeah. So it's it's like a life, it's a philosophy. Exactly. And that's the thing that sort of reading about a lot of different religions and stuff, like I just kind of, it's hard for me to believe like, okay, these guys got it right and everyone else is wrong. Well, yeah. It's like, is it, is it that there's something there that's true or is it one group got it right and everyone's wrong? I mean, it's hard for me to believe that. Yeah. It's hard for me to believe that this one specific group of people got it right and everyone else is wrong. Like, I, I just, I have a hard time with that. I do know? too. I also always wonder how much of relig- or religion and spirituality are guided by uh, psychedelics in some way. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, you mean like in the beginning? Yeah. Like in the basis? Yeah, exactly. Definitely. When people were... Uh, were potentially consuming things that they did not know would alter their mind state in any way. Exactly. I mean, and if, uh, I don't know how it is for everybody else, but if I take even the slightest amount of mushrooms, something like that, I just feel like that's all I can think about. You know, I can't, I'm not trying to like party or anything. You know, I'm just thinking about like, okay, so maybe something I stuff that I've been reading or like you know we took a couple mushrooms the other day so I'm not well gonna. I I was I wasn't sure if this is something I was gonna bring up right in the first episode or later but I've been microdosing mushrooms uh, for the last two weeks straight every day damn every day so, so you've been doing it for two I didn't know that. I thought you were doing it I know you did it a few times but yeah no I've been microdosing every day for the last two weeks because I am someone who I have anxiety I. Everyone get depressed. Everyone has all of these things. Um, I'm not special, but yeah. So I've been microdosing every day for the last two weeks. And let me first start by saying this doesn't mean that I'm tripping on mushrooms every day. Yeah, it's like you take the amount to where you can't, you don't feel the psychedelic. You don't feel the psychedelic. Uh, I will say this: the first day I felt the psychoactive. Yeah, side effects. I took like a really small stem but I, i'm like a lightweight i'm not a like i'm a lightweight with pretty much everything so i'm not like a huge yeah things affect you like in a great way even yeah. caffeine especially caffeine but i've been but anyway, I i've been microdosing kind of, i even trippy. did earlier today about like when i take when i drink right before i drink my coffee i'll take a like a stem a few stems it's decriminalized and here in santa cruz yeah it's decriminalized so. because they are beginning to actually study this as a form of alleviating depression yeah, well, I mean, and to anxiety me it's completely and insane that they have and here's me gonna sound like a hippie but the big pharma thing like i mean that, don't get me, me started that is a real crisis <sighs> in I mean, a crisis when you do have other alternate ways of of alleviating those problems. Absolutely. And I do think that taking a little bit of mushrooms could provide the exact same thing as, except for without the deadly side effects. Yeah. What do you well, think? Well, I mean, I'll say from my experience of the past two weeks, I'm, I'm interested to see where it goes over uh, an amount of time. I, it has, eating a, a few mushrooms in the morning, a few that would put me no 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 not a few okay so i'm eating like a a tiny amount i'd never trip 
I don't ever feel like I'm never getting visuals and I'm never feeling overstimulated in a way that shrooms does overly laughy, overly spiritual. Yeah. <laughs> I'm never feeling that is a thing that I read about microdosing is that if you're starting to feel like uncomfortably philosophical, you're taking way too much. So that's how I feel all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Naveen is shrooms. So uh, what I will say is, as far as anxiety goes, as far as um, I, I've had, to be perfectly honest, I've had anxiety in conversations that I've had, just the way that I talk to people and the way that I, the things that I say and the things that I do and uh, social anxiety. Yeah. Uh, I've been mildly depressed. I am so like a part of depression to me has been dwelling on things. I'm so, it's so easy for me to, Think of something and let it go. Yeah. Microdosing. Oh, it's it's easier to let go. It's so much easier yeah. to let go. It's so much easier to have something happen and then to just move on for the rest of the day rather than dwell. Yeah. It's uh, my anxiety. I'm not going to say it's non-existent, but it's much less. It's I feel happier. I feel uh, there's a, like a I get like a sense of feeling a little more energetic, which I have. Um read that that microdosing is supposed to help with a caffeine addiction mm. which i mean i know i'm addicted to caffeine that's for sure but it honestly it doesn't seem like you drink that much because if you got that coffee you only drink half of it yeah if that's what you did today yeah I mean, that's all i drink yeah. and so far i've seen nothing but benefits from it Good. it's been totally beneficial to microdose every day and i know it sounds crazy because to me like two years ago when I heard about people microdosing, I was like, wait, what? You're tripping on shrooms every day? That's yeah. probably a bad idea because I've done mushrooms before. I've, uh, and it, you're like getting the belly laughs and you're seeing the walls move, like the walls melt the things on the walls yeah, and uh, the carpet roll. But uh, there are no, none of those visual elements and it's been like really uh, a really great experience so far. That's cool. Yeah, I'd probably, I'd probably do it more, but with my job, I gotta like be real precise and putting holes. Yeah, but you know what's interesting is that I feel a heightened sense of um, motor skills. Motor skills. Yeah. Are a you heightened clumsy sense. on the? No. Huh. I'm less clumsy. I'm I'll paying more attention. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I'll be darned. I uh, think it's worth. It's cursed, technically. If I, I mean, I will not go out and say that shrooms are for everyone. I know that it's not. I know that if you, um, that if schizophrenia runs in your family, you may like this. May incite, or maybe, maybe you've never. I mean, it's possible that somebody has never really thought about super deep stuff. Yeah. Right. Mm hmm. Like maybe you've never thought about like, you know, who am I? Yeah. What is this? Which is something I've been trying to stop <clears throat> myself. Yeah. So I mean, let's say you've never thought about that. Yeah. Right? And then you eat some, you get hit with like, you don't know what to do with, with Yeah, you're that. like gobsmacked. I mean, that would be horrifying because mm -hmm. sometimes just, God I don't know if I'm reading or listening to a lecture or something, I'll be, I'll be pretty overwhelmed yeah. just without any drugs or anything. So. I mean, I get that, you know. I sure. do too. Um, it's not for everyone. The thing is that the microdosing thing, I never feel like I'm on drugs. Mm -hmm. I feel like I've just 
you know, I, it's my fish oil, my little bit of psilocybin. Yeah, vi- vitamin. But vitamins. that's why it's decriminalized in Santa. It's, it's only decriminalized in three counties. Yeah. In so, the f- country. In the country. Three counties. But I will say. Oakland, t- Santa Cruz, and God, I want to say the other one is Denver, but I'm not sure about that. Oh, Oakland and Santa Cruz. Oakland and Santa yeah, Cruz. Yeah, I will say the day that I did the microdose, mm-hmm. I was like, this is, of course this should be legal. Yeah. What are you, crazy? Well, here's the thing. Uh, back in the 50s and the 40s, before psilocybin was made to be, uh, I think it was a Schedule One drug, it was being researched. There is actually ample evidence of it being helpful in depression and anxiety and all of these things um but i think i feel like because of the whole timothy leary thing and timothy leary was actively trying to get the whole like everyone to do acid Mm -hmm. and everyone to do shrooms and it was the the tune in drop out thing (laughs) and i feel like because of all of that it and the whole hippie movement uh, making drugs look really bad yeah i get that Uh, I'm getting that angle. That's why it became uh, criminalized. Yeah. It wasn't. And I feel the same way about marijuana. Like marijuana should not be illegal anywhere at all. We, we, we have the ability to drink alcohol, which to me, I've seen people do a lot of drugs. I've seen people do heroin. I've seen people do uh, uh, shrooms, acid, weed, alcohol, they get the the craziest on alcohol. Yeah. People become the craziest on alcohol. And it's not good. It's not good. But that being said, I think that <clears throat> obviously that is a problem. But I mean, look at how many people die from painkillers and stuff. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I fucking hate I mean, Big Pharma. I think it's mm. gone up to like second leading cause of death in the country. I think Besides, so. It's like th- poor eating. Well, I think that alcohol is. Uh, <coughs> you want to hear crazy? Alcohol is pretty high up there, but alcohol is like the number one. Like when you in murders, I believe. I got, I got you right here. Yeah, fifty percent of violent crime, alcohol induced. One of the people is on alcohol. Yeah. So, fifty percent of violent crime. Right. That's crazy. Insane. I'm not saying to make it illegal. Obviously. Me either. I don't want that. I like Me either. I mean, I'm drinking beer right now. I think it tastes great. But I mean, you know, I don't know. I don't know what. Uh, I don't know why. We're you know, what's weird with alcohol though is that when I was younger, I liked to get drunk a lot more. I don't like drinking very much now. Yeah, I, I like to drink it for fun. Yeah. But back in the day, I would drink to get s faced. I honestly don't. I think what we're doing is cool. We we've like shared three beers so 1.5 beers a piece Mm -hmm. that is like i'm at my limit right now yeah you know i think that's i don't know that's where i'm at personally and that's what i think is good about um what was i gonna say oh well i'm reading this yoga this book about yoga Right. right now and a lot of it is about um they're sort of they put forth these ideals right but they're they're real specific to say you know keep the ideal in mind and as you sort of progress as a person you'll just acquire those instead of going like 
I'm going super hardcore. I'm not drinking. I'm not eating anything. You know what I mean? Like when yeah. you do, like that's how you fall. What was that? Did you hear that? Was that a dog? I think there was a wreck outside. Oh, I thought it was a... Holy shit. We do live next to a highway. Yeah. So. That was insane. But that's sort of, to circle back, I think I was doing a bit of that before, you know, going way too hard. I'm going to get up at 530. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to... Which we did that. We did that so successfully for like nine months. Yeah, and we both did that. I didn't go. Great, but I want to cultivate more of a like the um, austerities, the thing that I'm, the the things that I'm sort of giving up in my life. I want them to sort of match what's going on inside. Yeah. Right. So it it feels a little more natural. It's not like like I, I think. Compared to some people, they would see how I live and say, wow, like this guy is really disciplined, you know, and compared to some people, they they would say I'm not at all. Yeah. Right. And that's, I'm just, but to me, the way I feel, I don't feel like I'm being super strict with myself Yeah. because I'm being honest with where I'm at in my life. Which I think is important to like do things that are actually manageable. Exactly. So to keep do. that, because sometimes these ideals that you're trying to do they'll cause you more stress than good, right? Absolutely. Like, I'm going to like, you know, I'm going to read this, whatever you read some scripture and you're like, because a lot of these uh, Vedic scriptures that I read, a lot of them are about self-control, about austerity, giving a lot of stuff up, abstaining from a lot of different things in life. Um, these pleasures, desires, giving all that up, you know? And so you could say, okay, I'm going super hardcore. And it's like, that's going to actually not work for you mm-hmm. because you're not that advanced yet. So as you sort of progress um, with, you know, learning and um, on the inside, the reflection is I'm becoming more disciplined outwardly. Yeah. Does that makes sense. I think another thing this brought up to me that has been learned during this whole quarantine process is to not spread yourself too thin. I agree. To not... Okay, there are, there are thousands, millions, trillions of hobbies in this world for each of us to 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 grasp onto and take up. To me, I feel like it's most important to focus on the things that I actually love doing and kind of uh, continue to elevate myself in those yep. areas. Dude, I've been thinking about like uh, Naveen's like rules for life like if yeah. i wrote like a book i don't know just like a guideline that i would prescribe yeah it would be one of them is don't spread yourself too thin yeah and pick like two things and and that's all that's all you get yeah just do Only the two, two things i would say it five well it's different categories right so i'd be like pick a creative thing a spiritual thing an act, uh, um, a health like activity thing. Mm-hmm. So like one in each category. I mean, and if you don't have any it. hobbies, then that's it's it. probably you should probably pick up a few. Yeah, some people because, have the problem of I can't find a hobby. Yeah, you know, I, I don't. Which I don't just have that problem, if you do, honestly. I mean, yeah, I don't have that problem, so it's very hard for me to speak um, from the point of view of someone who has no hobby. But if you don't think about something that you like really want to get into. And God, and thing, do it. 
I know. Do it because I feel like a lot of the time we will think about things that we really want to get into and we'll be like, I'm going to suck at it. Uh, It's just not. And things that you want to get into are not fun at the beginning because you're not very good. I know. You're never going to be that good at something when you first start. I mean, never. And uh, the first step is actually picking the thing up and trying and doing it. And over a period of time, you will become much better at it. Of course. And it's not too late. It's never too yeah, late. It's, it's not too late. It's it doesn't never matter. too late. Like it literally. Do you remember that song? No. You don't know that song? Uh-uh. Maybe I'm just singing it out of tune. But that's what I was thinking about me. Like I'm 35 and I was like, man, I kind of want to start something now. <clears throat> and then when I'm 40, I'll be like good at it. Yeah. You yeah. also have a lot of skills that you're really good at. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> I'm all. It's we don't need you, you to pick up any more Thank hobbies. You. I mean, Jesus Christ, our house is full of them. No, I, I'm just kidding. I'm not picking up very. I'm many just hobbies. kidding. Uh, or if I do, do if I do a hobby, it's got to be like a cheap one, like Naveen's rules. Like these being, are the rules. I mean, yeah, I got I got a lot of them. I'll just give you that one for today. Do we have another beer? There is one more, but I think I'm good, honestly. I want half of it. All right. Well, do you want to get dinner? Yeah, I think we should go in half. I wanted to talk about if we we're listening to any music. Well, we'll have to save that one for the next show. No, I'm going to talk about it in this one. I haven't been listening to music. You haven't been enough. listening to music. I want to. Negative. I want to name drop a couple of shits that right. we've that I've been listening to. Stuffs. The new Black Crown Initiate is really good. Damn. Uh, the new Ot May is really good. I know that will be good, but I just haven't checked it out yet. I'm, I feel like a jerk, cause, but I'm because I'm so involved with that band. That is really jerkish of you. I know it's sick. It's I called will, Mephitic. I'll check it out. And what is uh, that the word? what's the word? Mephitic. That's a good word. Like Have you one. seen the cover? Oh, I thought you said me. I thought you were saying like me not checking it out is that word. I was thinking, wow, Chinese is like busting them out. No, Mephitic is the name of okay, the. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen the album. cover. Looks like a bee hole. It looks like a total butthole. One of the gates. I feel like they may have sent. I don't know. You know they better than me. Do you think they said? Oh, yeah. They sent a picture of one of their buttholes. For and they sure. said, here's the reference. Definitely. Photo. Definitely. All right. Hey, we ought to get those guys on the show. They're funny. That would be tight. They're good guys. Yeah. yeah. Um, we'll fly them out with all of our podcast money. Yeah, so check out those new albums. The new Ocean album. My long-awaited oh. uh, follow-up to Phanerozoic. God, I'm probably pronouncing that so horribly, but I loved that album. Don't worry, we're an hour and 42 and here's deep. Part no one's going to hear this part. Part two is coming out Friday, so uh, y'all need to check that shit out because they are one of my favorite bands in, nice. of, that I've gotten into. I... I got into them just a couple of years ago so they're one of my favorite uh bands that exist right now um other than that i've been listening to a lot of marissa nadler um emma ruth rundle always i almost got the cat but she she ran chelsea wolf it's fall time so i've been listening to fall music let's throw on a record and uh have some dinner yeah so we're gonna throw on a record and have some dinner this has been awesome i'm so glad to have the podcast back it fucking rules it feels pretty good it feels good it was pretty good we came on a little strong right we were coming on <laughs> a little like ah fuck everybody but uh we'll see you guys next week man yeah what up? we're back
Are cats scared? All right. Have a good fucking week, you guys. Peace.